Hello, you're listening to the Otaku Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo! And today... Yo! Today... Yo! Today is our first of four review weeks I know, everybody's been waiting for these. I mean, they they didn't get a mid-season this time. I think I'm the only one that feels uneasy about the fact that we didn't have a mid-season. Like I was saying, it's like we haven't talked about these shows in so long. Of course, exactly. besides the discussionals, but no, that that's that's what I'm saying. I we haven't really talked about them, and so yeah, it's been driving me crazy. We got a lot to say our, about these shows. We got our first impressions in there, and yeah, there's there's a bit of angst about people if they think the season was good or not, and usually most people are like, well, the 24s were great, so I guess so. Except for Yona, but we'll get into that later. Hey, <laughs> jeez. You gotta, you, you like, you, you gotta like be just risky. dropping those, don't you? You gotta be risky because then it gets people talking. They're like, "Oh my <laughs> gosh, those people over there—they just bash everything I like." But yeah, um, we go through. I think we have like six or seven on each week, so they're they're pretty jam packed. But just because there was a, a lot of shows to cover, and we pretty much covered them all. But yeah, we're, this week is gonna be a big one because for some reason Chris put like Parasite, the testimony of Sister New Devil, which is amazing. Death Parade, which that one, I guess. Um, Handsome High School Earth Defense Club Love. My gosh. Th- th- that can be alone. You can. We just do our own. Ep- we'll have music in the background of the amazing musical scores they have we'll just, playing. We'll just, we'll just turn it into a discussional and just talk about it for an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Or not. Uh, you're lying <laughs> April, which I'm excluding myself from talking about. And do da 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 But yeah, that's, that's a crazy jam-packed episode and by the way we opened with seven colored symphony by for your lion april which is by koala love or koala mode koala love koala love <laughs> i got please high don't, school earth please defense don't club love. love in me <laughs> please don't love a koala it I, might might be bad as long as i got some bamboo for it <laughs> it'll work out but yeah this is the otaku spirit love anime knows cast. no bounds <laughs> We're from otakuspirit.com. You can go there for our news and v- reviews, coverage of new and old anime. Uh, right now, doing a bunch of reviews on the currently ending shows. Uh, the recent one was a painful one to write, and that was for All Nova Zero. So definitely check that out if you want to know why. And of course, we'll do a podcast review of All Nova Zero and everything else that I'm doing written reviews of on there. It just kind of works as both a way for me to review it on written for people that like to write, read them at work or whatever. And... It also allows me to take notes because, you know, four weeks later, I'm going to probably forget about most of these shows because we'll be going on into the new season. And there'll be a lot of first impressions for the new season as it comes around. So spring 2015, which is like just a week away. My gosh. This is the busy time of the season. <laughs> so It happens away. every season. Why, don't act like it's new. <laughs> I know we have a lot of listeners, uh, a lot of our viewers on the website don't particularly like to go and watch every single show they just want to know what's the good ones to check out and the first impressions are definitely a good way of checking that out it gives you an idea of what's in the content of the show and if you should be excited for it or not but yeah i, I guess we should not delay any further because we have a lot of the shows to go through and uh, we're going to start off with parasite the maxim or kiseju sei no kakuitsu and that is a show that takes place in tokyo um, a boy named shinichi izumi he is a typical, as they say, typical high school boy. I think he was in high school. He's got to be he, in high school. Was he a typical one? I don't. Well, he was kind of crazy. And he did have glasses. And you never have protagonists with glasses unless they're in a harem. True. So he's definitely not typical. 
But anyways, I don't I don't think they really I was talking to Chris before this. I don't really remember them really going global with it, but essentially in the local area, uh, there seems to be some kind of parasite infestation. These little these little parasite creatures appear out of nowhere. What they do is they burrow into people's ears or their nostrils and they go in, they eat the person's brains, and then they they use that body as their host, and then they go around feeding off other people. Well, at some point, uh, Shinichi, he is enjoying some music while lying in bed. One of these parasites goes to try to burrow into him. But, of course, he's wearing earbuds, so it goes around in the nose. Tries to go up his nose, but he snorts it out. He yoki blows it out. And the thing jumps into his hand, and then he kind of cuts off the circulation on his arm. And it, and it, the thing just suddenly disappears, and he doesn't think anything of it. But... What happens later on is he realizes his hand suddenly comes alive. It has it grows a little, a little eyeball pops out of it. But what happened essentially is this parasite made his hand his host, and it's able to feed off of Shinichi's you know blood circulation and everything. So it's able to live, um, but it kind of takes a life of its own. So now you have this this boy who now has an alien in his hands, pretty much. Um, but the in- interesting thing that comes from this is that, uh, of course. Miggy, which is his hand, ends up starting to, you know, research humans, trying to figure out what makes humans tick. It be, kind of, it, it becomes more smarter than most of these uh, parasites end up being. Usually most of the parasites, they just become these things that just actively seek out food. That's all they care about. They have no emotion. They don't care to figure things out. They just see humans as cattle, like we see cattle as our source of food. And it kind of evolves from there to kind of this psychological thing between what is human and what is not, uh, what makes humans, gives humans the right to uh, claim that they are on the top of the food chain, that what 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 what's so wrong with a um, parasite eating a human because, I mean, you eat cattle. What's, what's the difference here kind of thing? Those, those little psychological things start to take an effect. Um, you have an event happen with Shinichi, and he starts kind of, having struggling with his own humanity and that that kind of stuff's really interesting and that kind of is the the gist of the story overall and how it wraps up the people around him his his quote-unquote girlfriend uh some other characters that come in play and it's it overall was a really interesting story i know that when I, we first i don't know if we did a mid-season review of it or we i don't think we did a discussion at least oh i know we've done discussionals on it but i kind of spoke on the idea that i really enjoyed the earlier episodes because it was just kind of it was just weird. It was a really good weird. And I like that. It had a, a weird tone to it. Uh, the characters, the 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 struggle that Shinichi has, all that stuff was really interesting. I did find probably, uh, let's see, I, I'd probably say that the entire second core was a huge step back, in my opinion, from that that feel that I loved in the first core. And it, it ultimately kind of just slowly trickled down from high that I had from the first core being really good to just, it's just good. I mean, it's, it's not great, it's just good kind of feel to it. The The overall conclusion of it wasn't, it wasn't as spectacular as I thought it was going to be. It wrapped up nicely. The, the, the ending was really good. I enjoyed the ending to it. But just kind of the, the second core up until the ending it was kind of just meh to me. It wasn't bad, but it was just meh. I don't know if you agree or disagree. I thought this show had the best payoff of all shows. 
<laughs> Please explain. Oh, the, just the the scene between him and her. I'm just throwing a joke out there. Ah, <laughs> uh, see here. How can I put this? Because I did like this show. I'm not going to bash it. I thought it was very gorgeous. I loved the soundtrack. Um, I thought that a lot of things that was done in there was was really felt like it was thinking. It was trying to think very hard about very f- deep philosophical ideas. And I, I did appreciate a lot of that. But I think that where this show really kind of lost a lot of its its heart was when it was trying too hard to make an action out of something that was really more philosophical. Does that yeah. make sense? And, and now you were saying that I was kind of starting to kind of piece together what probably changed my opinion of it. And it was really the fact that the first core was with was really grounded in a local zone. And it almost felt like when they went into the second core, it became more grandiose. We're talking about politics. We're we're getting into politics and our, uh, the possibility of an overthrow. Mm-hmm. And it started getting more bigger than it should have, I guess. Yeah. I, 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 that kind of, that really kind of puts it in perspective for me now that I think about it. Yeah, and I think that that's really where it kind of had its problems, was it was trying to make it into something it's not. This show, although there was the gore and there was that 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 the the issue with the parasites being there, the they were really more f- focused around trying to stay sub- subversive and try not to allow people to see them um, as because they didn't want to be hunted. And there was the government who was trying to hunt them, but they didn't want to cause a panic. That was a good setting. Um, them being sub, some uh, subvertive and and uh, and and getting into politics, I didn't really have a problem with that. Oh, I'm fine with that aspect. Yeah, um, I thought it was but interesting. As long as it stayed kind of hidden, and that's where I think that the thing was. And when when they when they started trying to make it into an action show, where you know you had the the guy that had like well, I, that that's kind of spoilers, so never mind. Um, but the, the big, big bad, boss, the big, the boss. big boss, <laughs> when he tried to, uh, attack, uh, Shinichi, you had this kind of an actiony sequence and it went over several episodes and that, that entire thing, I don't think that's where they had their strengths. Yeah. It was kind of cool to see these little powers that these parasites had, but when it came down to it. It kind of went from a, here's this unique show to, here's another shonen kind of thing. Yeah. It, and, it really shonen feel. And it wasn't, that's not what this show was. It was, it really had its heart when Migi was talking to Shinichi and they were discussing what, what made morals a human. And, morals yeah. and all that stuff. When, when, uh, I like Shinichi Tamiya. Was, Tamiya was a great character. I loved this perspective of this, uh. This basically a Paris. It was at the start. You had Miggy, who was really looking into humans, and he really never understood him. And then you had this one character that was almost like she was, she was understanding humans, and yeah. that was just fascinating because it, it. She had probably besides Shinichi and his dynamics, which he had a lot of dynamics, and I I, I praise the show for that because if you look at him from episode one, you look at him in ep- the last episode. Visually and emotionally, he's very different. Um, I also liked Tamiya because she had this this really big, huge change in her, and I really, really liked her character. 
but there was a lot of different characters like that that just were very fascinating to me. I thought Murano even even the uh, I thought the, I thought Murano was an excellent character. Her scene, no, she got annoying, I, 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 and I, this is where character. this is where I thought that we disagree probably the most because I thought Murano I like more of I and I liked her. <laughs> I, I'm but, on the Conan train, <laughs> but but I and I I'm not saying like best girl. I'm not claiming that because no, I, no. I I Murano was a beautiful character in my opinion. But well, the, that has the nothing cool thing to about do between with, them two. And it was funny because when we were about. What was it like episode eight or so when you had the love triangle quote unquote happening? I really I was it was one of the only love triangles I liked because one of the girls understood him from his the the fact that he was, you know, partially parasite. Then you had Morana who understood him as a human. Right. And it was that I liked that. I was like, wow, this is like the only love triangle that, I actually like. I thought that I think that's where I, I ended up liking Morano even more. Because of that that dynamic that was being caused through the uh, the the plot device of the parasites, because of the fact that Murano was seeing him in a, in one direction and Kana was seeing him in another direction, and all of those being just coming to head in that 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 love triangle, I thought was very well told. Uh, but once you get past that, now what? Well, yeah, the, the only thing that's left is these little parasite battles, and that really was not the strength of this show. I, I wanted to add in there, I, I know it kind of just slipped it in there, but I liked Murano, but they wrote her wrong in the fact that they harped so bad on the, is that really you thing? You're not the, the Shinichi I remember you're not you've changed it's like oh my god and then she come back how's it going and then you're not the same how's it go- you're not the same it's like oh my gosh she got so agitating and i i wanted to rant that one out there before i forget okay <sighs> that that they they killed that whole thing but yeah like i said i i really liked when it was very local and it started bringing in a lot of the the other they had a couple of the other classroom kids kind of get involved with uh parasites and i liked watching them kind of figure things out Back when it was still kind of under, you know, under the under sheet, you can't, you, they're still undercover and they're trying to weed them out kind of thing. And that was all really fascinating. But yeah, I, I think it's just really a case of, it's not that it was a bad second core. It's just, it wasn't the same great flavor that the first core had. So don't, don't get me wrong there. But overall, yeah, I definitely agree. The, the music was great. They had a, a really nice little twist of uh, like techno music in there for the, the more energy-based scenes that I really liked. Um, definitely a great intro and, and outro music, too. So Overall, yeah, definitely definitely a thumbs up on the show. Uh, I don't. I, I think that's probably not a surprise to anybody. I think if you if anybody anywhere is really kind of ranting about this show, so it's not a big surprise. So definitely check it out if you haven't. You get a thumbs up, too. Yeah, it's a pretty you good solid th- thumbs up. I, I Yeah, it's a pretty good solid thumbs Another show that gets a huge solid thumbs up from Andrew because he never watched it. Well, I watched them, but I got to like episode six or so. Did you? Mm-hmm. A lot farther than I thought you would have gotten. <laughs> I thought that I think it was around four or five. I was going, Andrew, this this show. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I just wanted to watch it for Yuki. I, you know, when it comes down to it, after a, we should probably you, say what the show is. Yeah, you might want to. <laughs> I'm going to just go right on into it. <laughs> The Testament of Sister New Devil, or uh, Shinmai 
Mao no Testament, and that is a. I guess you. Do you want to do a synopsis on it, or do you want me to read the Go synopsis? Ahead. Go ahead. Because we all know that whenever I do this is like the best synopsis too. I mean, we had so much fun with it last time. <laughs> hey, you said you wanted a little sister, right? First year high school student, Toju Tojo Basara was suddenly asked by his father and fell into a state of panic. On top of that, the eccentric father told him that he would be getting remarried. He then departed overseas after bringing Basara, two beautiful stepsisters, but Mio and Maria, true forms, are actually newbie demon lord and succubus? Question mark, explanation point. And he's not just some ordinary high school boy, but, but hey, we're, we're going to... And then you in. find out that he's Spoilers. actually a demon hunter. <laughs> Spoilers. Know, he was, was it Hero Clan, something like that? Yeah, he's... There's a clan for heroes, mm-hmm. and he was from that. And then he has a childhood friend who's from that same place. And she likes to show her panties. They all like to show their panties. That's true. And they like to sleep in bed with him. And rub on his torso. Torso. When he's waking up. And <laughs> do lots of other sexual sexual stuff. And, and then, and then they, they make a link to make sure that they can know where each other's at. But it's, it's created by a succubus. Which basically means that something's sexual. So whenever uh, Mio disagrees with Basara, he has to Go make her, her extremely happy <laughs> in order for her to not be in pain anymore. Deep, deep plot. So Come on, now. <laughs> this show wasn't bad. It's definitely one that you probably just want to wait for the Blu-ray because yeah, yeah. You, you're you're not going to enjoy it on the on because it is so dang censored. They were censoring kisses, which that was just dumb. <laughs> oh, for Pete's probably sake! Probably because I used tongue, and that's just too sexy. Yeah, I it it, just, it got it got absolutely dumb at, at a certain point. It was like ugh. you think they just like at some point they're like just let's just censor stupid stuff. <laughs> Just censor stupid stuff and make it comical. And nobody, everybody gave up on this show by now. Let's just censor everything. Let's just go with it. <laughs> oh, this show, this show, this show. Um, Which might I add, Parasite was not very censored. And that had a lot of gore. <laughs> it was censored during the later parts when it got really crazy. But I, you know, there had to have been some kind of a change in this the censorship. Uh, rules recently because now everything's going nuts on the censorship. Well, that's what I mean. And we were talking about that with uh, I think it was this this season. It's like this is the season of like censored porn. I mean, Isaka and this one. I mean, there's all these shows now that just have wow, that's allowed on television. I mean, that was that's something I would think would be direct to Blu-ray. And they're like they're going with it. They're saying here it is. Yeah, it's highly censored, but this is a preview by our Blu-ray kind of thing. Yeah. They did that with the the, the violent stuff, so now I guess they're just doing with the the sexual based stuff. I guess. Well, and even at that, I'm surprised it's it. If it's that bad, why is it allowed on the streaming sites? And if it's on the streaming sites, and I have a legal, I have proven that I am of legal age. Why should I have to uh, watch a censored version? Because we're watching what they're watching over there. It's just broadcast right here i don't think they're i don't think they're making like this i guess it could be just a simple you know unclick this layer and now it doesn't have a big white bar across the screen i don't know yeah. anyway i guess they don't want to make the japanese upset of the idea of what you're broadcasting this america on streaming and it doesn't have this censorship they would probably riot maybe <laughs> 
So, Testament of so, the Devil. <laughs> the review. Um, when it comes down to that, I actually found that I enjoyed a lot of aspects of this world. Um, I did enjoy the characters. I, I thought that uh, the the main character had a lot of uh, charisma that I enjoyed. Uh, the succubus was just... I mean, I love the artwork of this 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 show as well. So, and I, I mean, I made no no bones about it when we first discussed this show. Um, when we actually, when I actually watched it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is just bordering on the edge of a hentai. So, I make no I make no qualms about saying you probably don't want to watch this if you are avoiding that kind of stuff. This is very much a moe super bordering on the edge of a hentai. Um, they, like Andrew was saying, they found excuses to make it to where the, the main character who's super Sundere, um, would have problems with something that, that Basara was doing. So naturally she's going to have to have her, uh, succubus connection to him freak out. And he had to go and make her better. So, Make her better. You, you put that. They, right they even got the. They even at some point he got the childhood friend. She came in and she said, "I want to have one of those things on me too." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so yeah, whatever ounce left I have, going back and watching this, suddenly just got lost. I always know exactly what to say. Huh? Um, I but I, there was a there was a lot of things to this world that I was really interested in. Uh, naturally, the the hero. Uh, clan that stuff the the um the demon world that they went to uh there was a lot of things that felt old wait 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 they actually went to the demon world yes not not like another well actually (laughs) actually it wasn't the demon realm that they went to it was a place in the human world that was controlled by a demon demon lord it there was a lot of things involving this series that was very, very interesting. There's a lot of stuff that they can... You used two varies in that. Is it that good? That interesting? There was a lot of stuff that I enjoyed about this show. Okay, whenever you get excited, felt... you start throwing out a lot of very varies, and it's like, is it really that good? Jeez, you sound like you're there... talking about Kalanad or something. Well, no, it's... I mean, it's just above average as far as a harem is concerned. I, But there's a lot of things about this world that I enjoyed. Um... I I went there for the artwork. I came away with a decent decent storyline. Forget about the stupid half porn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm all kiss ex cis with with demons and swords. <laughs> you can come up with it, can't you? Ah, oh, what was I gonna say? <laughs> derailed you. You derailed me a long time ago. I, I, I found it really fascinating. I already talked about it in the uh, the first impressions that you had, like, them come into this house and you come to find out they had to fake marry some guy just to get a place to stay and they have magic. One's a demon lord and one's a succubus. You really had to go through that much trouble to get a house to stay in. And then they don't realize that this boy who has scars all over his body might possibly be from a hero clan. <laughs> And he j- and his dad knew the entire time that they were that they were messing with him. Yeah, yeah, not very smart, even <laughs> Lord and succubus. I'll just say that. Well, and then was- he had like this one point where the guy gets stabbed twice in a row by the same guy. And it's like really, you got stabbed the same exact way. Can you not get stabbed like that? Anyway, 
Uh, for for harems, I I thought it was pretty good. Um, it gave a, it gave an interesting concept for the the ditherer. Um, he, his idea was more to protect than to actually get hooked up with anybody. Uh, but they gave brother they and gave sister Chris. Why would you think anything else? But they gave they gave something for the uh, to cause the sexual tension, which is involved in this type of show as far as etchy and all that stuff. So on one hand, I say, yes, it's, it's good. On the other hand, it's not that I enjoyed it. I found it very entertaining. Oh, you were saying that they had a lot of things. They, they yeah, they had a lot of stuff. So, and I think they actually have already, I think if I remember right, they announced an, another season, which I'm actually kind of excited oh, about. God save us all. <laughs> <laughs> you need another review of that. Yeah. Yeah. What can I say? I mean, what man, can I, I say? I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm just a bad Moe loving what guy. I mean, what what I can say? I say? I mean, the, the, I think the one thing that probably, I think it was the point that I probably shut it off. I know I, I went a little bit further than that. I, I seen up to the point where they were, uh, they were battling like all the, the hero peoples in the middle of the town and stuff. And half so the stuff you got animated. decently far. It, it 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 got even. I thought it got a little bit more interesting the farther it went because more was being revealed. But I'm. But no, it, it was the, the most upsetting part of this entire series was the fact that this guy Basara he wakes up one morning, and underneath his sheets is I think she was completely naked. Was the lolly Maria and she's laying on his belly like, and he kicks her out. I'm like, dude, really. It was so mean. I thought it was funny. <laughs> she wanted to cuddle. Well, you know what, what? What's funny is even although the the first six episodes, I mean, that was by far the worst of the 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 sexualized jokes. After after that, it, it kind of kind of dwindled. Like, and oh yeah, we had a story to cover. Getting, <laughs> they actually started getting into some plot, quote unquote, if you want to call it that. But yeah, it, two big ones. Um, it just it it got really really interesting the world was interesting i was very entertained by this show is really what it comes down to i was entertained by this show i haven't seen a maria figure yet but i, I seen a, a oh mia maria figure. is so coming you know a maria figure is coming they have a mia one and i don't think it looks right you gonna I have mean, to show me later she's she's very well endowed but that figure just the proportions are way, way off on it. Mio wasn't my favorite of the characters, honestly. I mean, I liked the succubus. But One of Yuki. Did <laughs> uh, you know that ain't gonna happen? She was Yuki. Two side character Yuki, map figure. Yuki was kind of the one character that I really kind of liked. She would be amazing as a. Friend. There was a. There was also a. Oh, she's a childhood a, friend. Andrew's gotta like the childhood friend, right? I guess. And then you, you kind of find out. I that mean, Mia I, was I'm, I'm so torn. Too. I'm so torn between Maria and, and Yuki. Both of them had well, they're their own traits that I really like. Yeah, you have like the cool Saber-ish character, and then you have the Lolly. Yeah, who's a succubus. It's true. Which Saber I really kind of liked, even though Andrews kind of made her his his wife. Food, somebody, so. somebody on the forums. Just, I mean, th- th- these people just. They're wanting to get at us now. I mean, now, now that, that we had that one question where somebody's asking about if if uh, Miku can be his waifu, and then now now people are posting pictures of of saber figures they don't have and trying to make us jealous. Oh, really? It's just not right. These people. It's just attacks. Anyways, we're gonna move forward. We're gonna go into Death Parade, which is definitely one of the ones that we were most excited about for this season, and I'm glad that it actually lived up to it. 
But it's a sh- on this show, you basically have... It's, it's kind of this one certain point. This is based off Buddhist belief where when a person dies, they, uh, they are given the chance to be reincarnated into another life. Um, but there's this one kind of area just before that when multiple people die at the same time, they are brought into this one... They call them the, the, these bars, and these bars, they come in pairs. They're usually given some kind of game to play. They didn't know that they just died. They don't know, I think, certain points about their life. And they play a game, and they short, short, over time, they'll reveal certain things about their life to kind of bait them into discovering if the person's a good person or a bad person. And then the Arbiter, in this case, which in this case is Deckham or, or one of the other Arbiters they explore, Deckham will then make a judgment on these people and decide if they're going to go back into reincarnation or if they're going to go to the void, which the void is basically non-existence. You're, you're thrown into like this this void where you'll never return kind of thing. And that's kind of the gist of the story. You meet Deckham, who is the main arbiter that you kind of follow most of the time. He is given... Um, somebody comes into the bar. They don't quite reveal it off the bat, but she's a, a human that is, has died and she becomes his assistant for a while while they kind of figure out what they're going to do with her. And pretty much through her eyes, you kind of discover things about the, the bar and Deckham and the Arbiters and why they make the decisions they make. Then you have some kind of backstory area where you have Nona who is kind of in leadership of a certain group of Arbiters, including Deckham. And the things that are kind of involved with what she's doing with Deckham, which is kind of special... And the questions that come up from her making those decisions. And that's kind of the the gist of the story itself. Uh, I think when we first came into it, it was kind of, it was based off of uh, Death Billiards, mm-hmm. which was a uh, an original video that was made. I think it was a, a net video. Was it a net video or was it a, a as an event thing? I don't know. I think it's just an OVA of some sort. Yeah, they made, they made a single episode of it kind of, I think it was part of a, a an event that they did. And that one was just a single episode. I think they were just doing billiards, and they did one little decision-making on that whole thing. This is an entire season, of course, of... I think when we first came into it, we were thinking it was just going to be one episode being a decision each episode. But I think towards, what was it, about episode four or five, they kind of started doing some backstory reveals. And I think I said in my in our first impressions that I was I was... I think I was more favor of it. I think Chris was a little more afraid of it. And the reason why I was in favor of it is because I kind of left it up to them to, I'm hoping the writers know what they're doing, that they're going to do something good out of this. And I can honestly say after its conclusion, I'm, I'm fine with what they did with it. It was enough that they, they did enough with it that I found it was interesting. And I feel that the decision they made to do that was probably better than a decision to try to think of more stories to fill in all the way up to episode 12. So I, I, I commend them on that. I think it was a good choice. I enjoyed what they did with the 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 assistant of Deckham. I think she was her story was good. It had a lot of emotional impact at the end. Um, I won't claim that it was the the stuff with Nona and the decisions. That, I guess it, it's really a case of I almost want to believe that there wasn't enough reason for having the backstories, the outside influences. But at the same time, it kind of made that last bit make sense and have more impact. So 
I was actually going to I was actually going to say that in a slightly different way, but basically I was saying going to say the same exact thing. I think that although all the extra stuff, I still I still stand by. I don't think it was necessary. It did tie back into uh, Kurokami's or Chiyuki is her name, if I remember right. Um, it tied into her story a lot and made hers probably a little bit more impactful. So I do commend them on that, but that goes into their 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 writing in general. The people who are who are were pretty much the mangaka or the whoever is the writer of this show or this story is brilliant. He knows hum, humanity at its base level, and I think that I really really want to see more that this guy, whoever this guy is, is doing I, because. By far, this was some of the most impactful stories that I have seen. Um, but yeah, I, I all the extra stuff. I think that it was. I mean, I liked Ginty his his judgment. I thought that was well done. Uh, his two judgments, whatever you want to say. I thought that those were those were good. I I enjoyed those. I was a little upset that they decided to use it twice. They essentially use that same judgment twice in the show, and it was like, really, they're gonna do that again? Well, even at the final, but I mean, it, final it, it is probably the it. like we were, somebody on the forum was complaining about the the way that he chose to push his second judgment, and I was like, technically, that's the easiest and most simplest and most black and white way you can find if somebody's good or bad is to is to do this judgment, and, and well, even use it. That's what I'm saying. It was used twice. Yeah. And it was like one of those things of... Technically, some of these judgments... And that's kind of the reason why I love this show so much. Is a lot of the judgments are kind of a a case of... It doesn't really seem like it's so cut and dry. It's like, that that person went to the void. I don't I don't know if that was a good decision. And, and we kind of pointed out in the second episode where they did a, kind of a similar a semi-recap... It was really a case of showing you of this this idea of, you know, sometimes it's not, sometimes they might actually make a decision that you might not agree with, or that technically there's other side to it that they don't quite see that, and of course later on they really dive into it and then you feel really nasty. <laughs> it's funny because it's like, I'm judging them at the beginning and then towards this one certain point, this revelation's made and I'm like, wow, now I feel like a jerk because technically that's right. This is all screwed up kind of thing. And... It's it's kind of the good thing about the writing is that they're able to kind of bring this out of you. Of it makes you, you question you yourself. wanting to go. No, wait, wait, that's not a good decision. Don't do that kind of thing. It, it's it's definitely one of those shows that makes you question yourself and your own morals. And I think that that is brilliant on their their behalf. And like I said, each one of these, the mother was absolutely a moving episode, and and it and it impacted me in ways that. I can't. I can't even describe. Um, yeah, like I said, where this show really truly shines was a lot of those judgments, those those judgment episodes. I think that's where it really truly shined. Yes, I I agree. The background was kind of cool, but that's not where the show shined. It was really where the judgments were made. Those were the really impactful 
even down to just the 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 backstories be- behind each one of the characters. I just thought it was well done in in overall. Yeah, I, I, the thing I guess I want to kind of point out when in our our debate on if it's worth it or not, but I I I think that there's a simple case of they probably had this many cool little judgment ideas, and then they had this other idea that they want to throw in there. I don't think it's really a case of well. We, we really want to do this other side thing, so we're going to scrap these other ideas that we have for cool little judgments. No, I think it's really a case that they had this many judgments, they had a cool idea behind, and they also had this other thing they want to do with, with what, like I said, is pretty much the reason why the ending is so impactful. The only thing I really kind of question is that they had this whole, they had uh, Oculus on the side. They really never kind of touched exactly what he was, other than the the guy that questions things. And I almost wanted them to do more with him. And definitely, with, I, I like Nona too. I, I, I just absolutely love Nona. I think she was amazing. She just, she's that she's that boss character kind of. Well, really, uh, really on, like. on, a, on a side note, because Nona, one thing that I will, I, I, I absolutely loved Nona for is her artwork was absolutely gorgeous. This yeah. show was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Great music. The intros. <laughs> it's funny because we didn't like the intro. Not, we didn't like. Not that we didn't like the intro. It was a case of we didn't feel it fit. But at the same time, it's like Radio Flyers is amazing. It's on iTunes. Go download it. Um, I wish Noisy Cell stuff from from the outro was on iTunes, but unfortunately, nothing Noisy sells on iTunes. Um, but I, I, I think the only thing in this entire show that I kind of found fault with, and I think it's a case of lost in translation is the aspect of arbiters not allowed to have emotion. They they make this claim that there's these rules of arbiters and they say they're not allowed to have emotion because otherwise they'll they'll understand the humans that they're supposed to judge and, that, and that's not a good thing. They want them to be able to see what happens, make the judgment, and go about their way. They don't want them to get emotionally attached or break down while they're trying to make a decision. And to be honest, all these arbiters had emotion. Jinta, Jinti had emotion. Deckham had emotion. I mean, the Quinn character who popped in for like 15 minutes in the entire series, she had emotion. They all had emotions and desires, and I don't quite understand how that fit into place. So the only thing, I think somebody in the the Death Parade uh, discussion thread made the comment of it not, it may not be they're not allowed to have emotion. They're not allowed to understand that emotion. That's the, I can kind of see that. that. That's the only way that I can kind of see it making sense. Because like I said, Jinty is angry as all get. That's an emotion. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't He's think that very they... bitter. He's angry. He hates things. He has emotion. Yeah, I I didn't think about that. I but yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things that I've ne- I n- never quite understood how uh, expressive these characters were. I I mean, uh, of all of them, the one that seemed the least t- to have the least amount of emotions was Deckham, and and it's like, yeah, <laughs> didn't make much sense to the story. Yeah. Uh, I- <laughs> Jinty is definitely he's got he's he's that, that all over the place. That kind of makes me wonder, and I I don't I don't think it's spoiler because it's really just me speculating. I I kind of wonder if it's a case of that there's some kind of writing that they have in play for maybe a manga or a future series that would explain that Jinty is actually actually has emotion as well. Maybe maybe they don't quite point it out in this case, but technically he does, or I don't know. 
just a, well, just a speculation. They, they, yeah, it, it's it's possible. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, and they all make they also they, made the maybe thing where she's stop being an arbiter. Maybe Quinn stopped being an arbiter. Maybe Nona has been experimenting with this for a long time, and ever since she took over from, yeah. and it it's focusing on Deckham, but it's actually you know several, and that that would be very possible. That's the only thing I can think of because, like I said, but Quinn, then. I, I don't want to get too into because I have more <laughs> final episode stuff, but yeah, there's there's certain aspects that I think are kind of just lost in translation. I think that's all it really is, but it doesn't really, like I said, it doesn't. The fact that Genty was crazy, psychotic, angry all the time, and they were saying that Arbiter's not allowed having emotion, had no effect on me enjoying this show whatsoever. It was just a, a passing thought. Well, he's angry all the time. Well, that's oh, just wow, like cool. No, that's judgment. just like me. That's just like <laughs> me and and the the background stuff. No, I didn't care for it, but that didn't take away from my enjoyment of the show. I thought the writing in this show was brilliant. Was, and then it, on top of that, it like, looked great, and then it had a great soundtrack. So, I mean, all around, this was a great show. They had like three or four points in this series that got me teared and everything. So, Oh, my gosh. It was on my list of emotional shows. By far, the mom episode, I was reeling for like 30 minutes. I, I promise you, I could not do it. It stopped me dead in my tracks. I couldn't do anything for 30 minutes. Yeah, that was, that was, a, that was one episode where when it ended, it was kind of like... I... We had a question a while back on the podcast of somebody asking a show that has made you just want to stop watching shows. Like, it just... It broke you or something. And I kind of mentioned that that spider, that spider short, uh, the spider girl, whatever it's called. This one had an episode that when it ended, I literally just sat there and stared at my television. I, it was just, it hurt. Yeah. And I was just. Are, are was we a, talking was, about the same like, episode? The mom? Something went down. No, it wasn't the mom. The mom hit me so hard. An elevator went down. It hurt. It, it was. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was, I was, I'll, I'll, we'll talk about it later, but yeah, it was, just, <laughs> the, the elevator went down and it hurt and I just sat there and stared and I just couldn't, but yeah, the other ones, it was more of a case where it was just, oh my gosh, that hurt and then I kind of just move on, but that one was just a, it just hurt, it hurt the stomach just to see it happen. Wait, there, there was, is it, <laughs> there was several points in this show that did that to me, so I mean. But yeah, the the mom was just the one that hit me the hardest. That that took me thirty minutes. Ooh, I, I can click on the screen and I can show you. Yeah, she she hit yeah. me. She hit me hard too. <laughs> I can point at a character on the screen. You guys don't know what I'm pointing at, and he'll know. Um, but yeah, I guess we can stop talking. Otherwise, we're gonna start spoiling more things. <laughs> but yeah, if you haven't guessed it yet, thumbs up. Definitely go watch it. If you have not watched it, go watch it now. Uh, actually, just wait till we're done, and then you can go watch. Just write it down somewhere. Yeah, I mean, shoot, you get to binge this show. I mean, that's something that I wish I could have That would have been nice. (laughs) It is definitely one of the shows that if you watch what happened in the previous show, you're going, I want another one. Although it would technically be hard in a couple of those episodes. She'd be hurting. All that emotion will be compounded. That would be kind of crazy. You need breaks. (laughs) Oh, yay. Okay, (laughs) moving from judgments of whether a person will be reborn or sent to the void... We move on to pink wombats, uh, men dressed up in sailor outfits with pink, green, light blue, yellow, and red outfits, high squeaky voices. Handsome high school Earth Defense Club love or banan kokyokyo chikayu buibu lavu. 
And this is a tale of five unlikely heroes who unite under the name of the Earth Defense Club alongside a pink wombat-like alien to defend their world and restore love to all. Does a sinister organization lurk behind the scenes of Benign High School? Find out next time on the next episode of Benign High School. Love you, boo, boo, love you. So, Chris, tell us about Handsome High School Earth Defense Club Love because I got 10 minutes into the second episode and threw it away. <laughs> how how I ever finished this show is beyond me, but I did. I Before you start, <laughs> I want to know, comparing this, because there's been two recent boy superhero magical girl shows. Oh, you uh, know of another one? be the Twin Tails. And but no, oh, yeah, days. technically, I'm sorry, people. Boy Boo Love is not the first one to do this. <laughs> <laughs> so you have between Twin Tail, uh, gonna be the Twin Tail in this one. Which one did you enjoy more? Twin Tail. Wow, by far, props, by far. Um, but that's not saying much. <laughs> that's not saying much. <laughs> that's not saying much. Um, well, no, I mean, by saying by far. I mean, yeah, that, that does that not so. give you an idea? Well, uh, I, didn't, I didn't hate Twin Tails. It was just a case of it. It got it. It, it the joke got over after a while, and that's kind of what I was seeing coming from this. It coming into this, it, it was like it didn't repeat a lot of jokes. Uh, that I can say. This one compared to the other one. Yeah. Okay. Where this one, Boy Boo Love, we're talking about now. Yes, Boy Boo Love. It it did. Oh, I like how my short for this one is not Handsome High School or the Defense Club Love. It's Boy Boo Love. Boy Boo Love. Because <laughs> it's a joke. <sighs> so, what's... what's See, what's the, the, the verdict? problem... Do you just want to go to the verdict and move on? <laughs> I, I really do. I mean, don't don't bother with it, you know. <laughs> if you have to watch the first and fa- last episode, you'll get everything in, one, in a nutshell. This show... It did a monster of the week for, you know, 11 episodes, and the first and the last episode was really kind of the apex, and then the big punchline is really all this came down to. punchline. It's all a big, one long punchline. Well, I mean, I, I, I called Andrew in. I mean, the, the big punchline, that, that scene that you've seen was everything of the show. No, it's funny because he's like, check this out, check this out, check this out. And I, I, I did not I say it, it like that. I said, Andrew, come here. <laughs> no, it was Andrew, not an come Andrew, come here. It was, oh, Andrew, come in here. And I'm like, oh, my, this is going to be great. And I just stand there and it just, okay, that's the punchline. I did not say it like that. I, I was, I, no, no, because I thought it was dumb. It was absolutely dumb. I hated it. <laughs> I start recording his come in here comments because it's always more exciting than in my head. No, in the later parts. No, I thought I now I was laughing. I will agree. I, to I that. think that's what it was. I heard a laugh, and I think that's probably why I thought. And I don't know if it's you crying, so you could be crying because no. you laugh when you cry. So <laughs> no, but this was a laugh. <laughs> Can you? This cry? was a laugh of 
oh my gosh, this is really this is it wasn't the it's laughing like because it was laugh. it wasn't laughing because it was funny. It, like, it was laughing because brain. it was so stupid. Yeah, it's something <laughs> that something broke in his brain. He just starts laughing. Right. I mean, you you just broke everything. My my head exploded. I can't believe you went there. So let's of point all out the, the obvious. Let's let's point out the obvious here. Um, in describing this show, it's obviously boys taking on the role of magical girls. It's, mm-hmm. of course, making satire of every, uh, I'm assuming every kind of trope aspect of a magical girl they probably explored. N- not really, but yeah. Kind did, of. They get into, mean, did they get into little vials really, that capture uh, their souls? Really, the, the way that they were playing it off was the the monster, the monster per episode was kind of the idea of one of the tropes, and they were toying with that, that trope. For 11 episodes. For 11 episodes. Mm. I mean, one in particular episode I remember off the top of my head was they were doing... um, They were making fun of the idea of... And it wasn't really making fun of it. They were just playing it out. And generally, they were doing the almost the opposite of what it was there. So it's kind of like they were doing a satire on it, but it wasn't. Um, one, the, the, let me say what the episode was. There was an episode where they were doing kind of the mind control to make one of the characters into, uh, uh, a dark magical girl. No, not, 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 not dark, not dark magical girl. More like they were angry at the other character. Mm. They had this uncontrollable rage to another character. And of course, well, Love fixes everything, so they had to figure out what was causing the the uncontrolled anger, why they were doing it. Oh, these two characters are fighting, drama, 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 but then at the end of the episode, it's all fixed and everything is good. And that's how every... Talk about um, super episodic, that is this show. And and like I said, they yes, they were toying with it. It's understandable for a comedy, I mean... It, most yeah, well, are all well I mean, even if I, the the first episode was hilarious, I I was rolling. I I thought it was so funny, but episode two and on, I I found nothing funny about this show. Even the ending where I was laughing, I was laughing because of how stupid they decided to go to make the big um reveal of what this entire show was about, and it was like that's just dumb. I can't believe you tried to play that off as the answer to everything. So nothing here to enjoy. I mean, is at least enjoyable for maybe the 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 those that like the the yowish. It was weak. Aspect, no, it was weak at best. I mean, BL, whatever. There was a little bit of it, but it was so weak. It was barely. It was barely even noticeable. I mean, the closest that you had was a couple of inferred attractions to each other, but it wasn't even like there was any tension, which most boy boy love shows show tension, and they actually are up in each other's face and kind of having that, I want to kiss him, but I can't type thing. That's not in this show. I would like to kiss, but it's not allowed in anime unless it's seven witches Yamada. Well, and even at that, I mean, it, it wasn't even, there was no real tension, and there was this this kind of lover spats between the characters, but they were really kind of 
not even existent. It was just kind of like the the one episode that I had mentioned was probably the most drawn out lover spat, if you wanted to call it that, because these two characters were each other's obvious love interest, and the other two characters were obviously love interest. The the fifth character, which you know which one I'm talking about, third will she's he's he's obs- <laughs> she's obsessed. <laughs> he's obsessed with the with magical the the boys, wom- magical girls. She, <laughs> who cares? <laughs> he was obsessed with the wombat, so he's taken care of. So everybody's got a love interest, but really, he in all really actuality, likes that wombat too. Yeah, he really, really that wombat. Oh, that's yeah. <laughs> like the only thing that I kind of laughed at with the first episode was this idea that this wombat is is has taken up host in this uh teacher and the teacher carries him around to be his transport <laughs> and it's like i did it was it true that, that somehow the guy's dead or something like that yeah they toyed with that a couple times in the show yeah. <laughs> i was like that's like the only thing i'd want to watch the show for is the fact there's this guy carrying around this pink wombat and he's a host yeah it was actually kind of funny he woke up at one point <laughs> knock him back out <laughs> and he wandered off or something like that and they were like they were trying to find him for an entire episode gosh all right so verdict don't bother don't bother no don't right. bother it, i was always kind of pointing out is there i, any I mean it for for boy love like it's this? not it, it's not really worth it for boy love it's not really worth it for the magical girl aspects it's not really all that funny except for the first episode. And then you're going to want to watch the last episode just to understand why everything is the way it is. And then, I mean, no, none of the inside episodes were worth any your time. Um, it's just, unfortunately, I mean, it looked good. I thought it looked pretty decent, but it's it wasn't worth it Very to me. Colorful. It wasn't, wasn't a good enough looking show to make me enjoy watching what I was watching. All right. That was Boibu Love. Now, as we move forward, Andrew will now take his leave from the room. I'll let Chris do this next review, and then I'll come back when he's done. You just want to, you just want to yell really loud, and when you're done, I'll come back in. <laughs> Tap on the door. <laughs> just call me on the phone. We're done. Let me just get it out of your system. <sighs> Our next one we're going to talk about is probably because you know biggest... that there's going to be somebody who agrees with you. No, I don't. I think in Twitter, I found nobody agree with me at all i mean, agreed with things that i had trouble with but it didn't affect them as much as it did me but anyways we're, we're talking about your lion april or shigatsu uh, kimi no uso and that is a series that follows a child piano prodigy armin uh kose and he at his young childhood was whipped into shape by his mother who was a uh pianist who uh she got became ill so she decided to raise uh, Kose to be a child prodigy piano player. She was kind of violent about it. Um, but anyways, at some point she passes away and he suddenly is unable to hear the notes of a piano. He becomes deaf to tone deaf to his own piano playing. And this kind of moves on to his, his as he grows up, he just never plays piano again, even though he was known as this, this big, huge piano prodigy. Everybody knows him because of how great of a piano player he was. He inspired a lot of people. Um, but at some point, uh, his his friend Subaki decides to set him up with a in a group date situation. Uh, he was going to go, she was going to go, Subaki was going to go with Kosei, and uh, their other friend was going to go with this, new, this girl that they've never met before. Her name is Kari. 
And Kairi is a, a violinist, and she's very, very good violinist. But come to find out, this group date had to start off with her going to do a performance. As they're at the performance, she plays her violin on the stage, and she plays in a way that every single professional rater and, and scorer up the front is just irate about the fact that she is not keeping strictly to the notes. She's doing her own thing. Uh, she's very wild about it. But it doesn't matter. She ends up getting disqualified, but yet she is the praise of every single person in that stadium because of her violin playing. She is a crowd favorite, but not a rating favorite. Um, and this kind of progresses in the idea that Kauri takes an interest in Kosei to be her, uh, was it accompanist? Accompanist. Accompanist. And so she wants to play the piano while she plays her violin on the stage. But of course, he's struggling with the fact that he can't hear his own notes. So she kind of makes it her goal to break him out of this this rut that he's in. And that's, that's about as much as I want to go in the story as uh, I want to go in the story. Uh, you you they kind of play back and forth with their uh, their partnership. You have also Subaki, who is uh, likes Kosei and wants to help fix him. And she thinks that Kaori can do that. Um but yeah, it's just it's just kind of that that whole aspect going on throughout the story. I really, really, really love the music in the show. Yes, the music is fantastic. The presentation is fantastic. Um, I loved all the visuals. I love the character designs. I like the music. All these aspects made me love this show and continue to watch the show because it was, it was a breathtakingly gorgeous show. <laughs> I did like. I loved it. All these aspects were amazing, and they kept me watching the show, despite the fact that I did not like certain aspects of it. Um, the main key thing that kind of bothered me about this show was, for one, they they harped on one aspect of Kosei, which is his struggle with his his past. They beat that whole thing to death. Every single performance is him playing underwater. It keeps continuing on and on. And they repeat this aspect throughout the entire show. They keep doing flashbacks over and over again to the same situations. It's 24 episodes of him dealing with one single struggle. And even when it seems like he gets over that struggle, he jumps right back into it. And I just think they kind of harped on that way too much. The other aspect that kind of ruined the show for me was Kari. I wanted to like her as a character, but she's a violent Sundete type, and I don't particularly like violent Sundete types. It's the type that when there's a very serious situation, and it was the same with Subaki. Whenever there's a serious situation, these characters became comically violent, and it ruined every single emotional situation that I would run into. So it's like, I wanted to get connected with these situations, but then, bam, character kicks him in the knee, he flies out the door, and blood's stripping off his head. It's like, I don't, I can't connect with the situation because... You won't invest yourself into the situation long enough for me to care. I'm constantly pulled back out of it because, oh, now the chibi characters yelling at each other. Or now the, the face is coming out of the phone and yelling at him. And I wanted to care about what's happening right now. It's it's both those aspects that really ruin the show for me. Mainly with the aspect of the violent. The comedy is just so random and it doesn't... I, I, I agree with some people on our forums who were saying that it... it they think that it would become too depressing if they didn't have some kind of comedy in it. Clonad had the same thing. Clonad was very deep and, and sorrowful at plenty of times. But guess what? They pulled off comedy right. Kokoro Connect had a lot of tension and upsetting moments. But guess what? They pulled off comedy correctly. They chose when to do it. They they 
they do the tonal shifts correctly. This one didn't. This one was jarring. But this is a rant that I didn't want to get into because I know everybody loves this show, but I wanted to say it. I'll get my piece out there and move on because it was it was it was a bothersome, bothersome thing that at the very end there's a letter that's written and it was like that moment of like, you know, it almost like this letter is written for me because it 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 spells out everything I had a problem with and I, I kind of had to chuckle to myself and I don't want to get too much into that, but yeah. I love it. I think it was a beautiful looking show. Love the music. Love the character designs. Just I couldn't connect with the characters, and I think that's the biggest problem that I had with it. Okay, talk, talk us my up, turn. Talk my us turn, up, Chris. Okay, I thought it was a gorgeous show. I thought it was uh, a lot of fun in in a lot of aspects. When it got dramatic, oh my gosh, ripped my heart out. I was in tears like at the end of like the last five or six episodes. I was absolutely just a mess after the end of the shows. Uh, <laughs> I cannot suggest this show more. I thought it was brilliantly written. Um, it, it knew how to toy with the idea and, and where I disagree very strongly with Andrew is I thought that it toyed with the, um, because things are not just going to be let go. I mean, just because, um, you figure out how to get, oh, fight through something doesn't mean that that problem just goes away. And I, that's where I kind of disagree. Um, I thought that a lot of that, that angst in involved in those things was well, well dealt with. Um, I can kind of agree though, to a point on I, one my biggest issue, if I have it a bit a serious issue with this show, was really kind of the last episode, but not on the same token as you. Um, my issue of it, it was more along the lines of it almost felt like the payoff wasn't there until the last two minutes. Well, that was my problem. It was like there was this this last moment of okay, I. I'm cool with okay. I understand now, but sorry, too late. But I'm um, of course no, like no, no, said, no, 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 reason. no. You're 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 coming at it from a different angle. My my issue yeah. with it was the I I didn't have a problem with her. The, her, the I I've gotten used to the Sundere, the the overly beat down the the main character Sundere. I got used to that a long time ago. It, it doesn't make really, it right. <laughs> I, I it problem. doesn't it doesn't bug me as much. But on that same token, the 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 contents of the letter um I thought that it kind of took away from the emotional impact of what everything happened at the end. And the the reason why I'm having a hard time because I don't want to ruin the and I know that we're just juggling on the spoiler side very very dangerous and um the emotional impact of the last episode didn't work and i that's the more frustrating thing maybe it was because i was already cried out from the first the 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 the, the three episodes or four episodes before then to actually have the last episode actually work because nothing actually worked until the last two minutes of the the episode where the letter was over and then all of a sudden it, something happened and then all of a sudden oh okay now I now I have an emotional payoff but 
up until that point, nothing actually worked. And it, and it, and it was really kind of frustrating for a last episode, especially with an impactful show that was constantly uh, just th- just dragging my head through the mud as far as tears. I was constantly in tears through that show. And for that last episode to just not blow me away was actually kind of disappointing. Unless maybe they were trying to not go so heavy on the emotional side. I don't know. But yeah, it was a little bit of a disappointing end for that show. It sucks trying to avoid things when it's like you've seen it coming from a mile away. It's not really a, a doc on the show or me trying to be finicky about certain things, but did you, I don't know if I ever posed a question, did you ever figure out what they keep talking about the last two uh, two years ago when it looks like they're just graduating high no, school? No, that's just you being but silly. Yeah, but they kept saying two years. <laughs> What's the two? They, they show every situation together. Did you figure together. out the they're lie? Like five years old. Yeah, they say that what the lie is at the very okay. end. Um, they they keep showing these flashbacks of them being like five years old, these little kids that can barely talk, and then they they show the current time, which they're like talking about univers academies and stuff. So they're about in their, I think they're in their thirteen to fourteen range. They're always thirteen years old. That's legal. So <laughs> they keep saying two years ago, and it's like that wasn't two years ago. That would be like eight years ago. So all I can think is that maybe those kids that they show there look like they're five was actually ten years old, years old or something. I don't know. Yes, that's just you being silly. What's that me being silly? It says two years, doesn't it? <laughs> you're 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 over overthinking things. Don't worry about it. They, but why do they say the two writer? Years? The writer messed up. I guess and so. Just say oh, the writer messed up. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll go back to over. <laughs> we'll go back to death phrase lost in translation. Yeah, lots of voodoo. I didn't have to put it in there. But anyway, they probably meant it. Probably would have been better if they had said a few years ago. Instead maybe of instead two. of two years ago, it was when we were two years of age. Maybe that's closer. They were two years <laughs> old to get on a piano. He was getting on the piano at two years old. Bit right on. Yeah. That is a piano prodigy. <laughs> still, still, still got depends on. Not depends, but pull-ups. Um, moving forward, I guess. I would have been impressed if my son was playing a piano at his level at two years what old. What I do is hit him with a stick a bunch. Oh, my God. Yeah, some of those scenes were pretty painful, though. <sighs> like I said, I thought it... I thought oh, I, they, they I forgot to mention, I thought... I think the only part that I actually really enjoyed in this series, besides when they were playing the the music and looking beautiful, especially that last episode, was visually, oh my gosh, a beautiful show. Yes. Um, it was when uh, Kosei decides to uh, to take in a uh, an apprentice. I thought that whole... I didn't know if I wanted to say her name. <laughs> Nagi. <laughs> that whole apprenticeship that he did with Nagi was just... I just loved her character. I liked him. I thought their chemistry was good. And I liked Nagi's story with her brother. I thought that was all interesting. It was sucks because it was like, when they did their performance, I'm like, no, I don't want this in because I know it's going to go right back to he can't play music because he's underwater. And they're back and he's playing music underwater. But yeah, I really, really liked that apprenticeship. I just wanted to get that in there too. But yeah, moving forward, we have the second season of Durarara or Durarara... X2 Shao something 10. No, 10 is the later one. Um, but yeah, this is essentially they announced that they were going to do a second season. They're going to do two core thing, but the cores are split up. The second core, I think it's going to be in July. Um, and then they're going to do another follow-up season after that. So we just wanted to do a review of the first core. That way we kind of cover what's going on. 
And I put this at the very end because technically there's not really too much to talk about because like in Durada fashion, everything kind of is constantly intertwining to the point where it finally unveil, uh, unrolls later on. Uh, nothing too much here, spoilerish, if you haven't watched the first season, so don't worry about that. You just basically have the same cast returning in the crazy uh, Ikibukuro uh, district where essentially there are these things they call abnormals, which are people with and things with supernatural aspects about them. You have this bartender guy, uh, Shizuo. He can pretty much lift a vending machine and chuck it at somebody. Um, Just because he can. You have characters that are able to do impossible things. People that are possessed with uh, dark demons that can possess other people to protect themselves. Uh, there's all these really crazy... Most people that have not watched Dudadada that have looked into something of it will know the the signature Selty uh, who who is pretty much running around with smoke coming in. She has no head. She got this little smoke coming out. Um, all these aspects are pretty much what is entailed in this world. It's kind of one of the reasons why I love the Dorada series so much is because it's got that grounded, you know, in this big bustling city kind of feel. Everything's moving. Everything's noisy. Uh, it seems natural, but at the same time, you have suddenly out of nowhere... A guy is, you know, soccer ball kicking a car down the street after a truck that because has some can. chick in it with a gun <laughs> shooting out the back of it. And there's a, a, a this black trail of what, who knows what, that it suddenly grabs the gun out of her hand and throws it up on the roof. And then at the same bonkers. time, the cat-eared girl drives down the street on her motorcycle. Yeah. And then you it have happens. this cute lolly girl that... <laughs> tries to kill this big gigantic guy i mean it's With the guy jumping on top of the cell phone going ah. <laughs> yeah that's season one though <laughs> i actually seen a you remember we watching uh uh was that the the mikaku city voice actors or whatever mikaku city was it mikaku city mm -hmm. voice actors they had that whole thing where he goes out into the city and he's got the the ai girl inside of his phone mm-hmm <laughs> I've seen a picture that shows Izzy on, and, he, and he's got her in his hand, and he goes, crush. <laughs> She's all crying. I was like, yeah, that's Izzy, yeah. Izzy is, like, probably one of the greatest characters. Unfortunately, he kind of does seem like he is completely background in this season. Not a bad thing, because um, he's he being kind Izzy of a background. He was in the background in the first season, wasn't he? He's, he's a puppet master, so he's... That that's what I was saying. It's not a not a bad thing because just like in the first season, he's always in the background twiddling his little puppeteer uh, strings, and that's what makes him great. It just seems like he has he's less going around stepping on phones kind of thing than the first uh, season. So that's the sad that's part. That's down. That's a downside. I like that part of Izzy, <laughs> but it does have his two sisters in this one, which were completely void in the first season, which was upsetting. Um, but yeah, it really is kind of following, uh, in this season so far, it's kind of following this aspect that uh, you have this, uh, as they call the dollars, which is in the first season, you kind of see the birth of the dollars, and the dollars is kind of a gang that goes up against the other colored, uh, each, there's like, I think they had two or three different gangs in the first season. There was the yellow scarves and the, the blues and all these other ones, and then you had the dollars would be in, was coming into play. In the second season, it's a case of, well, what if that that gang that has been created, how can it continue on in the long run? Because technically, that new gang that was created has no has no head, it has no rules, it has no borders. 
And coming to grips with the idea that if it has no rules, then it can spur off and do its own thing, and who will take responsibility for that? And that really is the guts of most of what's happened so far in this first core. And at the same time, you have a lot of other things coming into play, like the Russians are coming in, uh, the sushi guy is finally involved with something <laughs> besides selling stuff <laughs> on the side of the road. He's actually hey, becoming he a key cool player. now. Um, you have uh, the daughter of this this big gang group has has been kidnapped. All these little things kind of coming into play, and it's all, of course, drawing the characters back in together to try to figure out the situation. So funny because as you're it. as you're as you're explaining things, I'm starting to remember certain things about the first season that I had forgotten about. <laughs> the The only real unfortunate side of it been has been so far is uh, Masomi has been pretty much non-existent, which he was a, a a big character in the first season. In this season, he's kind of just he's sitting around in an apartment all the time. And that was kind of disappointing. And like I said, I would like to have seen Izia come in more than rather just be a, a background character. Um, but so far, it's just the same da-da-da-da that I love so much. And I almost want to say that I'm enjoying this season more than I enjoyed the first season because it's it's doing it's doing what it does best constantly. It's the case where you come into an episode, everything is chaotic. You're trying to figure out what the hell's happening. And then at some point, they go oh, here's what happened, and then it all just clicks, and you're like, oh, gosh, I can see how it all intertwines, and it does that, like, every episode, and I just love it to death, and it's what makes me keep coming back to the da 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 so much, and I just, like I said, I just love it. I'm, I'm, I'm fanboying out here. And that's that's what you're getting with the show, and, and it was funny because we were talking in the discussional thread for da-da-da-da. <laughs> it was, we weren't talking in it. Suddenly, somebody kind of spoke up and said, it doesn't seem like anybody's really talking in the thread. And it's like, it, it's, it's sad because it's a hard show to talk about because it's confusing, but it makes sense at the same time. And it's in that sense, it's hard to talk about. And there's a lot of things that are intertwining early on that don't get revealed until a couple episodes later. So you don't quite get the significance of it. It doesn't make sense until it's unveiled, but that doesn't, that's not a knock on the show. It's just, it's just more the ingenious of the show itself is that it's so crafty in that way, but it's hard to talk about. So despite us not being able to talk about it, it was still just a very, very, very entertaining show. And I, I definitely suggested, yes, you're going to want to watch the first season before you watch the second season. And again, I'm, I was, I purposely avoid a lot of spoilers in this discussion. So don't worry about anything I've mentioned before. Especially like the dollars and everything, I've avoided pretty much everything, and that that has to do with spoilers. Well, even even season. even me, I wanted I wanted to ask a couple questions. He I, hates spoilers. I'm sitting <laughs> spilling out all this stuff, and I know I know based on him what to say and what not. So that's that's kind of a key thing here. Yeah, I I was like I, I need to ask a couple questions, but no, I no I better not because I know that technically is a spoiler, so I can't ask that, <laughs> and I can't ask this. <laughs> Yeah, I can't wait for the next season to come up. I think it's coming up in July, uh, or the next core. So definitely look forward to us probably doing a review on that one as, that one as well. Um, and I can't wait for it. Of course, there's a lot of shows that are continuing off in July, and it's, it's upsetting. I just have to wait. Yeah, that's that's the last of our reviews of this episode, of the first week of our winter 2015 reviews. Uh, again, we have uh, three other weeks of reviews coming up. So definitely look forward to that. If you guys have any questions for any of the shows that we talked about here, definitely let us know in the comments for this or the thread for this podcast episode. And before I forget, we're going to be exiting with Last Theater by Noisy Self, which is the ED for Death Parade. You have anything else to say, Chris? Not really. No, no? 
been, been a good episode. Yeah. We got a lot of heavy hitters in here. Hope you all enjoyed. Hope you all don't hate me that much for for knocking on uh, Rely in April. I, I appreciate everybody's love for that show, and I don't want to step on anybody's I don't know. I think I probably hurt somebody's feelings by not liking Boy Blue Love. Oh, I'm sure. I've heard people actually like that one. But that's okay. Like we said, everybody has their own opinion, and we love them all for that. That's, that's true. To it is, it is. I mean, even us. I mean, we, we're technically, we're giving you our opinions, so technically you don't have to agree with us. And Tell us your opinion. That if We have an entire forums just so that you guys can tell us your opinion. Which is in- bustling and insanely awesome yes. lately. So definitely check us out there at TakuSpirit.com. You go to the forums at the top. We thank you all for listening. You all have a wonderful day. And enjoy this awesome song by Noisy Cell. Because we love Noisy Cell. Os? Os. <laughs> God!